who established the kingdom culture in our world. Um, that's what we're called to do because we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, etc. Uh, and that's our purpose to transform the culture and bring in the kingdom of God. It's not just about individuals getting saved or even families, it's about the whole culture being taken for God and establishing the kingdom of God. Um, and I think we need to recapture that. Um, uh, uh, and it's in that context we're to um, cast our anxieties upon the Lord. Good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening to this episode. Hello. To my right with me I have John. Hello. And to my left I have Dwayne. Hello. So if you're watching you'd know that already. Um, today we are going to be talking about uh, what John had left over from yesterday's sermon. This is our last episode of the One Peter series. Yes it is. Have you enjoyed it? Yes. Yeah. I think it's been a very good series. Yourself? Absolutely. And like John said um, yesterday, you could have um, gone, we can start over. You know, we <laughs> go back to chapter one and start over. Certainly, uh, even in uh, last week's leftovers, I didn't get through everything that I had in my leftovers. So uh, there's lots in this, uh, in this uh, letter to go through. Yeah, it has, been, it has been very good to go through this letter. Um, thank you to all the preachers who have been uh, preparing very hard for this series. Two of them are here, Claire, Beth, and um, Dave as well. So very thankful for their, their prep. Without further ado, we'll dive straight in. Now I have deep in-depth questions to ask John and I'm ready to read them because I would not be able to come up with questions like this. Anyway, going into question one. So Peter talks about humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God on the one hand and on the other hand being assertive in our resistance of the devil. How do we strike a balance between those things? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Because they are contradictory terms. <laughs> and it's, it is getting that balance. It's in our relationship to God and our dealings with one another mm. that we're challenged to be humble. So we're not to be, and I talked about yesterday about Peter, his fall in the upper room from being arrogant. I'll, I'm ready to go to prison and die with you, Lord. And then he is denying to a servant girl in uh, around the fire the, later that evening um, or early the next morning uh, that he ever knew Jesus. So in the light of his experience, he says, uh, no, humble yourself, because if not, God's going to humble you. Mm. Um, but when we get out with the, de the devil, we've got to be prepared to face up and challenge and not be... Uh, on the back foot um, but we can do it humbly given an account for ourselves mm. um, so we're not attacking the person uh, but we're attacking the demonic powers behind that person and so it's um, living that that uh, that balance walking that tightrope almost it would appear uh, in the way we conduct ourselves it's also not relying on our own strength as well, isn't it? It's relying on the strength of the one who is able to overcome uh, and Amen. not on our own kind of abilities. Because if we were to do that, I mean, like Peter, we'd fall possibly even lower to, 
to the to the depths. But, well, um, it's um, it's interesting. In the Old Testament, um, uh, God required uh, the Israelites, um, you know, to humble themselves. And the understanding of to humble yourself was to go without food. Uh, and you know, and and we you know, we've talked about this, and you know, looking at fasting and things like that is when we humble ourselves, when we do strip ourselves of, of what we believe to be the thing that uh, can give us the most strength, uh, then God steps in and does far more than we could think or imagine, yes. uh, which is exciting. Uh, and that does give us the, um, um, the grace and the, um, and the confidence uh, that when we then begin to, to go on the attack, we begin to engage in that spiritual warfare uh, that it's God who's using us uh, rather than us trying to do it in our own strength. Yeah. It's like maybe we can say um, with the uh, Brethos campaigns out on the road mm. um, in dealing with people who come on strong and are attacking, that the, the, the way to respond is graciously, um, yeah. humbly as it were, uh, because... Um, you want to deal with the real issue mm. and not the perceived or re reacting kind to the person but so we can resist the devil whilst being um, gentle gracious uh, humbling mm. and not picking a fight as yeah. it were with not, the person yeah and not, not picking fights that aren't needed to to be picked mm -hmm. fought. yeah yeah fought picked um, one way that we've seen um, God remove that issue is is going out to the to the place where we do these displays and praying there mm. in, in situ and during the the display as well there's a prayer team who who pray for us and the last few displays have just been night and day in comparison it's been so peaceful calm good conversations you can tell who might kick off by their just by their face as they walk <laughs> up. Yes, I, I'm the one taking photos, and I'm thinking, "Oh, they might be the they might be the one today." But past few weeks, they've been kept silent and just walked off, which is incredible. Mm. So when we rely on God in, in the fight, it's 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 life changing. Okay, so I'm going to read this verse before I ask the question. Okay. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Now that was one Peter five seven. Um, which is often taken out of taken out of context and applied in a general kind of way. However, in the context of one Peter five, and of one Peter as a as a letter, it seems to have a more particular application. Could you could you pick that out for us? Yeah, it. Um, you remember that the whole epistle is about um, Christians uh, living a godly Christian life. Uh, being righteous and holy in the midst of a, what Paul calls a, a, a wicked a generation. Uh, so living an alternative li lifestyle um, uh, and not being anxious and worried about the consequences because um, God is with us mm. and for us and we can cast our anxieties upon him um, because he cares about us uh, and therefore uh, we can be confident uh, because our trust is in the Lord mm. and so it's casting that anxiety of the consequences of living 
a godly Christian life upon the Lord and uh, knowing he's, we're under his mighty hand, his protecting, caring uh, uh, hand uh, that, uh, uh, because God is with us, mm. if you will. It's a very practical letter, isn't it? He picks out mm. things that believers must do. So chapter four, it was, you will suffer, therefore commit yourselves um, to the creator and continue to do good, continue in your, your struggles and hear it, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In, again, in those struggles, it's the same letter. He doesn't leave those yes, themes yes, behind. Um, so, Dwayne, what's what's your experience with with casting your anxieties on the Lord? Well, certainly, I was um, uh, in my uh, in my early days of discipleship. Um, the the pastor who was mentoring me um, said, uh, "Fear is faith in the wrong person," uh, and was always challenging. Uh, me and, and, and others, you know, not, not to be anxious, not to be worried, not to be, um, you know, so concerned with all of these things. And, and probably um, the situation that comes to mind was uh, finishing my, my uh, university degree in, in business information systems. We were in Texas. Um, uh, I was working part-time while doing my university degree. Uh, and um, we find out that Claire's pregnant with our first our first uh, child, uh, and and so the the worry came to me that I had to you know drop out of school to take care of this growing family, uh, and and it was going to put us off our plan our schedule, uh, and and I'd never struggled in in finding work. I'd always been able to get good jobs, good pay, and just nothing absolutely nothing uh, and 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 I believe it was uh, one of these times that uh, that um, uh, the pastor said fear is faith in the wrong person anxiety is fear uh, worry about uh, you know tomorrow what 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 you know what you don't know uh, and so I I repented and asked God to you know to, to help me to and you know and just that peace that comes over mm. and at the right time in his timing um, I was uh, I was doing my part-time job, and uh, and God just said, um, "There's uh, there's a listing in the in the you know job section of the newspaper," and so I went to it, uh, and then just lighted on it, and it was uh, it was something that was like I've never used, I've never thought about that. I, why would I do that? Uh, and just felt led to call the number. Ended up being that. You know, one of my really good friends as a child, his his dad uh, was uh, was um, uh, his dad's uh, new wife uh, was the manager who was looking for uh, the employees, and I got a, an interview right then and there, and was you know put forward for the job that mm. you know God used to uh, to provide, uh, and and you know, and although I didn't know that you know months before. But just being able to cast my cares upon him mm. in his perfect timing, it, it worked out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I was perfect and, and I never worried about it. I never thought about it uh, because that would be a lie. Um, I did think about it. I did constantly have to tell myself, don't worry. God's got it under control. He's already told you. Uh, and, I, and it's, you know, it's working those things out. Mm. But 
um, as John said, you know, being in a church family, being where you can talk these things through and, uh, and, and, and having a, a mentor to be able to go and, and pray about it and, you know, and discuss and just, you know, commit it to the Lord and watch him do uh, what we can't. I think that's a brilliant example of the general use uh, uh, of that promise because it, it works and is applicable in that kind of situation. But in the specific context of 1 Peter, it's about not being anxious about uh, standing up for righteousness and truth in the world that's against you. So casting your fear of your testimony, giving your testimony, or uh, standing in the office, say, uh, for refusing. Um, a lady was talking to me yesterday about she's being asked to use her pronouns and that saying, no, that's not for me. I'm not gonna do that. Because mm. Am I gonna lose my job because of that? It's, it's bearing your witness and your testimony in the face of a cancel culture this, that would put you down uh, and cancel you uh, and seek to make you fearful and anxious about being a Christian and bearing your Christian, Christian testimony and saying you don't need to fear because you're under the mighty hand of God mm. to protect you in that situation. Well, I like, you, you said a, um, an example which I really liked after your, your point on anxiety and worry and it, it was drop it, leave it in the lost and found and don't pick it up again. Yes. I really liked that, that really touched me. Um, you also talked yesterday about God's instruction to Israel when they went into the promised land and you compared it to Matthew 28, which we know is the Great Commission. Um, what are the implications that you, you said? I, I, I think what uh, Peter is talking about in the context, and I was uh, drawing it out, enlarging it, is about establishing a godly culture in the world in which we live. So Deuteronomy 7, uh, Israel were told to totally re uh, that God was going to give them the possession of the land so they should totally remove the foreign culture even though they, the people were like giants and the cities walled up to heaven uh, um, bec because uh, they were to do it and establish God's kingdom because they were a, a holy chosen people and Peter picks up that, that on, on Peter 2, 9 um, and there's a great commission, whereas Israel were told for seven nations, the great commission is go and disciple all nations, mm. where our commission is against the strongholds of ideologies and um, uh, philosophies that we are to establish the kingdom culture in our world. Um, that's what we're called to do because we are a chosen people of old priesthood etc uh, and that's our purpose to transform the culture mm. and bring in the kingdom of God it's not just about individuals getting saved or even families it's about the whole culture being taken for God and establishing the kingdom of God um, and I think we need to recapture that mm. um, uh, uh, and it's in that context we to um, cast our anxieties upon the Lord because the Lord of hosts is with us. Yeah. Um, 
the captain of our salvation. Uh, it's the old hymn, we rest on thee, our shield and our defender. We go not forth alone against the foe, but strong in thy strength, safe in thy keeping tender. We rest on thee and in thy name we go. So there's a confidence we can do it because the Lord is with us. Mm. Yeah. And uh, after these questions, we'll go through how people in the congregation can contribute to, to that purpose in the church. Yes, I think absolutely. it's really important to yes. outline yes. what we have going on and how people yes. can, can help with that. So we'll talk a bit about that a little talk about that a bit a bit after this um this one peter five um so one peter five ten and eleven again i'll read this out and the god of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in christ after you've suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast to him be the power forever and ever amen well how 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 should those verses help us in our Christian journey? Well, Peter starts with grace and peace in abundance be with you. And now he tells us that God is the God of all grace. So everything we need uh, is, is there for us and, uh, and with us. And uh, we should understand uh, that we are called to God's eternal glory in Christ. So we all sinned and fall short of the glory of God and when we're saved we are called to eternal glory so that's the restoration of that glory that we'd fallen from and uh, so it's the God of all grace who's going to get us there and so the verse goes on as you read that he'll establish and settle and strengthen you make you strong in order to get you there mm. to the end result which is uh, to share uh, the glory of the God of glory. Those verses such a contrast, well not a contrast, but they reinforce the, the message of chapter 4, don't they? The suffering that there is. And then chapter 5 on to um, humbling ourselves and relying on, on God and Him giving us the strength. Like we were saying earlier, instead of relying on our own ability mm -hmm. to, to, to focus on the God of all grace. It's it's really encouraging to end on that, isn't it? But he goes on to, to other things that he also feels are appropriate to finish with. He often finishes more than one time, doesn't he, in his letters? <laughs> well, I mean, certainly, you know, this was the um, the third week on suffering, and it's uh, and I think uh, certainly in verses nine and ten there, you know, you've got suffering twice, uh, you know, and and again trying to get get everyone to think differently about suffering suffering is part of the process yeah. um, as John was saying to get to you know that eternal glory uh, you know it's not uh, you know in, in lifting weights or, or, or going for runs or uh, losing weight or anything like that you know it there's a pain barrier you you suffer a bit because uh, we have a tendency of going to a lower state and you're just trying to get you know, uh, to, a, to a point where we don't really have to worry about things, don't do anything, and then, you know, we pile on the weight or, or whatever by what we eat or, and not exercise. Uh, and I think as Christians, we have to exercise that faith, uh, and by doing so, we're going to be challenged. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that challenging, uh, there is going to be suffering, but, you know, it's not just us that get to, that, you know, that are suffering, but it's all Christians are suffering. You know, if we look at the world, it's not just the Christians that suffer, it's, you know, everyone suffers. 
and and how do we uh, how do we experience that suffering? How do we live through that suffering? And I think Peter uh, is uh, very clear. You know that um, we submit, we resist, we you know uh, we cast our cares upon mm-hmm. God, uh, and and by doing that, as we've said again, you know God's strength comes in, enabling us. But if our mindset is right, like we looked at last week, if our mindset is uh, like the mindset of Christ, knowing that suffering was, is coming our way, but how do we deal with that suffering? How do we prepare mm. for that? Uh, and how do we uh, uh, see it in the eternal glory that we will uh, receive by go- going through it? Because in the war, in war, people suffer. Yeah. Uh, those on the battlefield suffer and uh, we are called to that warfare and suffering is part of it as casualties but uh, God is going to keep us to his eternal glory mm. we're going to make it through um, there's just a cost involved on the way through um, and uh, in the context of the suffering of Christ um, it's yeah. a pinprick yeah. and uh we're only here a short time and we're there forever. Mm. Yeah. And the rewards are eternal. Yeah, I really like how he's ha- how he put suffer a little while yes. <laughs> in the context of suffering really. Yes. Yeah. It is it is but a short time. Wow. Thank you so much for for drawing those those themes out. Um, before we move on to how our our congregation, particularly if you're not part of our congregation, this bit won't be for you. Um, can serve in our context. Before we go into that, is there anything else you'd like to draw out from from this passage? Or are you you're quite happy? Well, I, yeah, I think the way you're going is the way we should go. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to list out our events, and then I think the person who leads them should say what people can do and how people can help. Well, if if, if they could just jump in a little bit before yeah, that, course, yeah. the, the, the thing about. Uh, um, uh, submitting to God and resisting the devil and humbling ourselves with amongst ourselves mm. um, not being proud uh, but being assertive in other it, it starts in our own lives mm. um, establishing a kingdom culture a king a kingdom attitude where it's not just the theory from the book it's living it out and then in the home and family and then where we work and in the community it's being God's agents for change um, overcoming the world's culture and establishing the culture of the kingdom of God uh, and we're all agents for that wherever we are whatever's going on whatever's happening we are the people who are to bring in the kingdom yeah and uh, to do that with confidence being ready to suffer take the pain um, but keep going uh, because um, though we, we read the, the, the lion roars the, the demonic lion yet the lion of the root of the tribe of Judah roars louder mm. and I said yesterday about how lions roar to guard their territory um, and the devil's roaring to say this is mine but the, the lion of Judah is roaring to say no this territory is mine and uh, we're on the Lord's side and we're to bring that culture in in every aspect of our lives yeah and in and through the church community is an aspect mm. uh, but it's only part of the total package yeah 
and we we have been placed in Lakenham and we believe that God has a plan for Lakenham and this lead this leads into what we're doing as yes. a as a church as a as a charity on Tuesdays and Thursdays you yes. have a you have a day center now numbers are slowly going up which means you need yes yes I need more volunteers uh, we need uh, we need more club members of course uh, and and what we uh, what we're trying to do there is show the love of Christ uh, by having, uh, you know, building friendships, having a great time, you know, that we can, we can have fun and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and tackle those issues of uh, loneliness and social isolation that, um, you know, that uh, plague so many uh, in their later years. Uh, and that by you know coming together and having fun and singing and playing games and eating you know all those things that make us um, you know, human and family and community you know we do those on a Tuesday and Thursday uh, but you know to make it you know most effective you know also need uh, those volunteers uh, that are willing to um, to give mm -hmm. uh, and you know and we call it a ministry because it is serving. Uh, and we are serving uh, these older people. You know, I, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very of the mindset that um, so many of these people have given, you know, their lives uh, to make England what it is today. Mm. You know, so the least we can do is to say thank you by allowing us to uh, to serve and minister to them. Uh, and uh, you know, when they're at the the stage that. Um, they don't go out to work anymore. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a contribution. They've got so many stories. They've got so yeah. much experience and advice that if, you know, if people would just stop, take time uh, to hear, to listen, uh, then you know, maybe they wouldn't make the same mistakes mm -hmm. as others have. Yeah. So uh, talk to Dwayne if you, that's on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes, sure please. he could, he could talk about it for a, long, a lot longer. Um, we, on Wednesdays, we have two things that we, we need um, helpers for. One is cafe. We have a, a community cafe where there's a number of things that happen. It's not just making coffee for people, um, though it is that. It's also being around uh, the, the cafe area, talking to the people who come down, who seek help, who are here for food bank, which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. who are just here to, to talk to people. And the greatest thing we can offer isn't my quality coffee, but it's the hope of Christ, which is so much more valuable, so much better than anything I can I can scratch up on a coffee machine. So if, if that's ten till two, if you're available, it'd be incredible to have you down. Great food. Chefs are also needed. If you're able to cook in the kitchen, make a cake, make some sausage rolls, a quiche, whatever. We're not so strict on it. Do come see me. Um, food bank. Food bank. Yes. Uh, food bank on Wednesdays from 12 till 2. Uh, those who um, working with an agency and get a, an e-voucher or uh, a paper voucher come to us and we, um, we're working with the Trussell Trust um, trying to give uh, three days, three meals for three days uh, for all who uh, are part of that family uh, and certainly uh, being able to have people who can uh, pack those you know those boxes into bags and take them out uh, to the uh, to the families for those that can uh, can get to know those that are coming in uh, to again because this is about community mm. uh, you know there it's a community cafe you know and 
uh, and, and of course a number of people who do come regularly on a Wednesday to the community cafe first came to us through food bank mm. uh, and you know and just found that community that love that acceptance that grace uh, that they come back uh, for and the coffees for and your and good coffees and, and, <laughs> and we trust will move in to church as well come yeah. on start Some, on yeah, yeah and a number of them are yeah, uh, now making professions of faith yeah. uh, in the church and are growing uh, in their confidence to be yeah. able to uh, to serve others because because the point of whether it's the day central or the cafe or the food bank is the gospel really yeah. is to reach people for Christ and they're just a means of yeah. uh, reaching out to where people um, are itching mm. scraps there and uh, meet their presenting need but with a view to their real need yeah yeah, yeah. and the and gospel change and the gospel changes their lives absolutely and another way we do that is with our kids and youth now again on a Wednesday we have a homework club for um, children who either struggle at school struggle with their homework or just need uh, a, a poke to do their homework <laughs> um, so we we currently have between 10 and 12 kids come down that's between 3.30 and 5. Um, so if, if you're, you have experience teaching, have experience uh, raising kids, uh, do, do come and, and help out with that. On a Thursday night, kids and youth happens as well. We have a number of community kids come down uh, who, who need the gospel. Their, their, their options are in life, do rubbish at school, live on benefits for the rest of their life and never get off them. And that's not what we want for this community. We, be, we believe in so much more for these young people, these kids. And the opportunity we have for you is to come and pray for, for that as it happens on the night. There's a group that meet to pray for the kids and for the youth that happen um, throughout the evening. If you'd like to pray for that, or if you have experience working with teenagers, um, do come see myself or Claire or whoever you want to talk to on the leadership team. Go talk to them. Um, Friday. We have the engine room of the church, which I heard someone call it once. It might have been you, it might have been Doreen, I can't quite remember. Um, talk to us about the prayer meeting. Well, it's, we, the first priority of church is prayer. Mm -hmm. As we come to the throne of grace to uh, pray, as Jesus taught us, that the name of God will be honored, the kingdom will come and the will of God be done on earth in time. And that's the object of all the programs is to establish the kingdom culture and advance the kingdom of God and so it first of all by prayer uh, and spiritual warfare uh, so that when we go out uh, to involve in these activities we'll see fruitfulness people's lives will be touched and changed their needs will be met they'll be ministered to where it where it hurts but they'll also um, please God have ears to hear uh, and find the real answers to life and come to Christ and begin to live it within the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do, do come to our Friday prayer meeting, three till around six. Um, you're, you're more than welcome to come. No need to let us know. Just turn up uh, and pray with us for our community, for our church and for, for the kingdom to come. I think that's everything about our work with the community. There's there's, you, you know the cell groups that happen. Uh, just Sunday mornings, you Sunday know, just, mornings. Uh, uh, we've got uh, a number of young people on the song projections, seems to be going well. Um, mm -hmm. PA, 
Uh, it would be nice to have enough to, you know, that someone can do the PA each week um, rather than uh, just me and a couple of others. Um, you know, teas and coffees, I think we've got a good rota going there. It's just, you know, those little, those little things, behind the scene things that, um, you know, sometimes get overlooked and, uh, and yet when they're not done, it makes a huge impact <laughs> on a worship service. No coffee after the service makes a huge impact. <laughs> uh, yes. What was I going to say afterwards? It's okay. I'll move on to what I was going to say after the afterwards. This is the last of our One Peter series. Now, in the coming weeks, we'll be exploring the testimonies of our of our church leaders uh, because uh, Dwayne shared some of his last week, and then there were comments <laughs> saying, "What happened? What was that about? What? Where? Where did that go? And where did that come from? Like, what's going on?" And so it's it's important for our our church. To know the leaders and so we're gonna do some testimonies we're gonna hear some some of their story how a Texan rocked up in Norwich and then went back and then came back again uh, and hear a bit about the, 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 the church as well and the history of that because I think it's important to know um, anyway thank you for joining us I believe that's everything yes it is everything we'll see you soon we hope you have a good week see you Sunday